Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Thursday, October 18th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 172 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. Once again, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time here in the Radio Network, that being, of course, professional wrestling. <clears throat> First off, we'll bring you, of course, our wrestling news and views for a segment, which we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Girolamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also join us on the TalkShoe chat box tonight, bringing us today in wrestling history is the human suplex machine john gross john is a, the first 2016 wws hall of famer and also part of the team that brings you raw radio every monday afternoon right here on talkshoe.com before we get underway here with of course our our big time discussions here tonight let's go ahead and uh bring jd and john in and say welcome to what should be a howling good time tonight on episode 172 of nwo Wolfpack. Good to be here. Thank you very much, here, JD. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes to us from one of our one of two NWO theme groups we have here in the WWS stable of groups. That, of course, being NWOUS Forever for Life. Uh, if you'd like to join us for our live video feed for Wolfpack episode 172, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NWOUS for Life. And if you want to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Once again, 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we do have to talk about here this evening. <clears throat> Which, of course, like I said, well, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, uh, it's going to be kind of a very interesting night, of course, as we... Uh, talk about, of course, some of the stuff 
lots of coming up here, of course, indeed, with uh, with, with several WWE pay-per-views and, of course, Impact pay-per-views coming up here really, really soon. Uh, also, just some random discussions here, of course, and also some other fun stuff, including who knows, we might bring bring back our Tic-Tac-Doe Flash game. We might also bring back some Would You Rather. There's also some fantasy matchups. You never know what we'll be doing here on Wolfpack tonight. But we would definitely bring some stuff, a few things here with, here to you uh, this evening. Let's go ahead. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and make a small note that this was episode 172 was supposed to air last Thursday night, the 11th. But, of course, as you know, with, the, the with of course, the big story, of course, last week being Hurricane Michael, uh, remnants of that hurricane did make it through here to the Carolinas. The storm did not really let up that much by the time NWO Wolfpack was scheduled to air. So we did we did postpone episode 172 uh, due to, of course, with the with the, of course with the possible interference of our audio and our our live video uh, setup here, of course, on Facebook and TalkShoe. So we did move it, of course, another week, and the live video feed was also scheduled to be on NWO at NWO US uh, last week as well. But we reset it for tonight as well. Uh, we're back on here, of course. Like I said, uh, uh, a lot of folks still, still not out, quite out of the water, even from back around Hurricane Florence, which hit back last month. So I mean, so a lot of recovery is still going on from both these hurricanes, especially down around Florida and also, of course, Carolina coast. So uh, we, um, of course, we continue to say a prayer to all those affected by these two big storms that have hit us within the last several weeks. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here, of course, with our wrestling news and views for segment. And here to bring it to us from King Ice is the Iceman, J.D. Girardi-Durama. But before he gets to that, ladies and gentlemen, we have a, let's just say, a one somber uh piece of news we have to bring first and of course jd if you will please that sound a salute hold on yeah i just had him In case you're wondering what that was, ladies and gentlemen, that was former WWF wrestler, NWA Mid-Atlantic legend, and WCW competitor, the Rebel Dirty Dick Slater. And why are we playing that, you ask? Well, unfortunately, we have somber news to report. As heard late last night, however, slash early this morning, however, and I do want to thank a couple people to report this news to me. We have lost another legend. 
Yes, folks, Dirty Dick Slater, however, however, passed away suddenly and tragically, however, believe it or not. We understand, however, believe it or not, earlier today at the age of 67. The cause of death has not been known at this point, however, but Slater, who got his start in 1968 and worked until a back injury ended his career in 96, however, had only a disappointing one-year run with the WWE, but he was successful in many other promotions in the U.S. and Japan. However, 14 years ago, Slater made headlines in 2004 when he was convicted of attacking his girlfriend with a butcher knife. He later labeled the attack as being drug-related while stating that he had no recollection of the incident. He was eventually sentenced to one year of house arrest and two years probation. But since then, Howard has been a, well, let's just say, very unique individual, shall we say. But again, as a result, however, we lost Dirty Dick Slater, Howard, another legend, Howard, the follow in the likes of the living legend Bruno San Martino, Leon White, better known to you all as Vader, and many others earlier today at the age of 68. Again, we still do not know the cause of the passing of Slater, however. But we want to say on behalf excuse me, of everyone here at the show, uh, our thoughts and prayers over Slater's friends and family tonight. And, uh, and also, J.D., if you could pull this up as well. Let us, of course, in traditional – I'm not my apologies, J.D., sorry about that. If you can, J.D., let's, let's go ahead and do the traditional uh, tribute to a fallen superstar as we ring the bell ten times. Here, I'm working on that right now. Our thoughts and prayers, ladies and gentlemen, go to, as J.D. said, from here on the radio network, to everyone, to all the family, friends, and fans of legendary superstar Dirty Dick Slater. And now we continue on with the rest of the news and views. Once again, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. WWE Total Divas viewership fell to an all-time low last night, however, as they, however, went to 340,000 viewers. The number was down from 308,000 drawn from last week's show. The previous low came two weeks ago, and the show drew 367,000 viewers. But last night may have been taking the cake, however, considering the fact they were going up against, however, the base, the uh, baseball playoff game between the Boston Red Sox and, of course, the Houston Astros if you will, however. In addition to that, however, 
as we talked about last night, ladies and gentlemen, at the NXT TV tapings at Full Sail University, coming up power on Halloween, however, we will see Matt Riddle make his debut, however, in NXT in a couple weeks. In addition, Commissioner William Regal announced, however, that the Undisputed Era, the War Raiders, however, Ricochet and Pete Dunne, will take on the Undisputed Era in a War Games match in just about a month from now, however, in Los Angeles at NXT TakeOver Los Angeles, as it'll be War Games 2, as that could be our main event for the show, if you will. In addition to that, however, earlier today, WWE's plans, however, mind you, however, to make NXT a global brand may find their next stop in Germany. The WON reports that the upcoming trial in the country is related to an idea of launching an NXT Germany brand, believe it or not. The plan, if it comes to pass, however, would be to associate NXT Germany with WXW, however, in the way, same way that Progress Wrestling has a relationship with NXT UK. Triple H, of course, has said in several interviews that he sees NXT growing to become a global brand with international versions in various countries. Meanwhile, NXT announced earlier today, however, they have released three stars from their developmental deals recently. Tian Bing, Jason Chen, and Gabriel E-A-L-Y were all released, with Bing's release quietly having some time in the last week. Bing was signed from WWE by, China, by WWE from China in 2016 as the first Chinese developmental talent, a move that was heavily promoted by the company. He notably competed in the Andre the Giant Battle World WrestleMania 33. Chen, whose signing was announced alongside six other towns in September of two years ago, worked some NXT TV matches and live events. Gabriel E. was signed along with his brother Urel, U-R-I-E-L, in 2015. Urel was reportedly cut back in June. Uh, let's see here, some other news. I did hear some other news here, so bear with me here, guys. Uh, Sam Roberts, meanwhile, however, has made some news, however, and says that WWE should move the crown jewel out of Saudi Arabia. As we've talked about, however, over the numerous last few weeks, however, recently, Sam Roberts, however, discussed about the crown jewel on his latest episode of his podcast, saying WWE should relocate the show, however. He says that he supports WWE's deal with Saudi Arabia on the whole, but thinks that the company needs to move the show outside the country in the wake of the Saudi agents reportedly murdering Washington Post columnist and Saudi critic Jamal Khashoggi. K, Jamal K. Yeah, Jamal K. I can't even say his name right. Here's what Roberts had to say. I'm okay with the deal. Saudi Arabia has done a lot of questionable things, but I'm okay with the deal in general. But my own personal opinion is that because of this story, because honestly the U.S. is still figuring out whether they're going to have to retaliate against Saudi Arabia, I don't think that Crown Jewel should take place in Saudi Arabia. I think that the show should go on. The show must go on. A big investment has been made into this show, and it's going to cost WWE. It's going to cost them money. But I think WWE has got to eat this one. They were featured on Vice. They were featured on John Oliver, and it's not good press. I would expect that they have a backup plan already, and at this moment, if you ask me today, I think they should use the backup plan, continued Roberts. I think that WWE needs to figure out how to do this show outside of Saudi Arabia. If they want to go back, go back. We can have that discussion separately in another time. But I think for this one, for the sake of everybody involved, I think it would be a better thing if they did it outside of Saudi Arabia. And finally, however, in the sports news, however, tonight we got your bases covered here tonight, however. No pun intended, if you will. First off, in baseball, however, going on right now, the Boston Red Sox, who won last night in a very controversial way, however, with a 
supposed interference catch, however, that many people think, however, was interference, beat Houston last night to go up three games to one on the Astros, eight to three. Currently, they are looking to close it out tonight with David Price pitching against J. Justin Verlander in Houston to knock out the defending champs. And at the moment right now, the Red Sox are currently leading in the last half of the fourth, even though we will keep you up to date with this story, one nothing. Meanwhile, the Thursday night football game is being entertained in Arizona. And right now, the Denver Broncos, who are trying to end their losing streak, are, and are doing pretty good at it right now. Currently, with 8.25 left in the second quarter, the Broncos are up 8-3, to or excuse me, 28-3. to And in college football, Arkansas State is leading Georgia State early in the second half, 34-7. to And just underway, late in the first half, however, a battle of good coaches here besides David Shaw and the Stanford Cardinal, however, taking on Arizona State and Herm Edwards, the ex-Jet coach and ESPN analyst. Right now, the Sun Devils are currently up 3-0 late in the first quarter. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Jorke, Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you the news, bring all the news that's fit to print here in the radio network. And if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that big time combination. Indeed. Let's see what John has here in our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, October the 18th. 36 years How appropriate is that? Unbelievable. 36 years ago today, which would put it at 1982, El Hijo de Santo, the son of legendary luchador El Santo, made his professional wrestling debut. His debut came eight, eight months after eight, after eight months under the name El Corac, uh, but Santo would not allow his son to take on the name and mask until he finished college. El Hijo de Santo, his real name is Jorge Guzman Rodriguez, would wrestle under the mask for more than 30 years until spinal damage forced him away from the ring in 2014. He would win championships in five different organizations in Mexico and was also recognized in 2008 by the World Boxing Council as their wrestling champion for significant contributions to the sport. 21 years ago today, we put it at 1997 in Philadelphia, the FBI defeated the Gangstonators to regain the ECW World Tag Team titles. 20 years ago today, we put it at 1998, WWF presented Judgment Day 98 from the Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois. 18,153 were in attendance with 327,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show's hook was to crown a new WWF champion between The Undertaker and Kane. The WWF title was vacated after breakdown after The Undertaker and Kane pinned Stone Cold at the same time in a triple threat match for the belts. The title was declared vacant. Next night, after Austin attacked McMahon and was arrested, McMahon ordered that both The Undertaker and Kane would face off for the WWF title of Judgment Day with Austin as the guest referee. If Austin didn't raise the hand of the new champion, then he would be fired. Here are some of the matches for Sunday Night Heat. Steve Blackman defeated Bradshaw. The Oddities defeated the Los Barricos. The Godfather defeated Farouk. And Scorpio defeated Jeff Jarrett. And here, of course, are the matches for the, for the pay-per-view itself. Al Snow defeated Mark Merrow, and this would actually be Merrow's last pay-per-view match. The Legion of Doom defeated the DOA in a six-man tag team match. Christian defeated Takamishinoku to win the light heavyweight title in his debut match. Goldust defeated Val Venus. 
This will be Goldust's first match in the Goldust character for five months since May of 98 when he battled Kane on Raw's War as first pay-per-view match since WrestleMania 14. X-Pac defeated D'Lo Brown to capture the European title, becoming the third man to become European champion twice. The Headbangers defeated the New Age Outlaws by DQ in a, WWF, in a, in a tag team title match. Ken Shamrock defeated Mankind to retain the Intercontinental title. Mark Henry defeated The Rock in a shocking upset. And The Undertaker and Kane battled to a no contest for the WWF title. And this is where it gets interesting. This was the first time that the title was defended vacated since February of 97 at the Final Four. In the middle of the match, Kane and Undertaker attacked Austin after a choke slam by Kane. And then Paul Bearer showed up to try to, to, try to aid Kane. But instead, Bearer hit Kane in the back with a chair. And as Kane tried to get at Bearer, the Undertaker hit Kane in the head with a steel chair, reforming, uh, of course, the tag team of Undertaker and Paul Bearer once again. This was the first time Undertaker and Bearer had united since 1996. And thus, this turned Undertaker heel in the process since 1992. As Taker went to pin Kane, Austin refused to count the fall. And as Undertaker went to confront Stone Cold, Austin delivered a stunner to the Undertaker and hit him with a steel chair and counted both Undertaker and Kane out. Austin grabbed the microphone and the winner of the match is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin then called out Vince to try to fire him. Vince appeared on top of the time trying in a wheelchair with his lackeys and fired Austin. Plus, the big boss man was with Vince McMahon, meaning the first time that this was the boss man's first pay-per-view appearance since the 1993 Royal Rumble. However, the stipulation did not stick. Austin would be reinstated days later after holding McMahon hostage, and the title would finally be decided in a tournament in the 98 Survivor Series. First time since that tournament for the belt was held since WrestleMania 4 back in 1988. WWF title was won by The Rock. 19 years ago today, 1999, on Raw's War from uh, Columbus, Ohio, the Hollies defeated The Rock and Sock Connection to win the tag team titles. This was the second tag title change in less than a week, and the seventh in as many in as the seventh change as in as many weeks. This was Hardcore Hardcore Hollies' first tag team title reign since 1995, and Crash's first ever. Tag team title ring. Also on the show on Raw, Big Boss Man pulled a prank on the Big Show by bringing a mock police officer to tell him Big Show that the Big Show's dad had passed away. Also in a tag team match, the acolytes of the New Age Outlaws broke the ring as well. On that same night on Monday Nitro from Philadelphia, the Filthy Animals defeated Harlem Heat to win the WCW World Tag Titles. The team would be forced to vacate the titles in less than a week later when Mysterio suffered a leg injury in the bout. Of note, this show was first was the first for WCW under new head writers Vince Russo and Ed Ferreira, Ed Ferreira who had signed with, with the company after abruptly leaving the WWF two weeks before. Though the show did a 3.3 rating, their best in a month, it was trounced by Raw's War, which is a 5.4, which was down from 6.1 the week before. 14 years ago today, which we put it at, let me see here, yes, 2004, on Raw from Chicago, Illinois, Edge defeated Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match, served as a tune-up for Taboo Tuesday the next night, as one of the three men would battle for the World Heavyweight title. Shawn Michaels, who suffered a torn meniscus in the triple threat match, would win the vote. 13 years ago today, put it at 2005, as SmackDown taping in Reno, Nevada, 
Booker T defeated Chris Benoit to win the United States title. Nine years ago today, which put it at 2009, TNA presented Bound for Glory from the Brand Event Center in Irvine, California. Eric Young defeated Kevin Nash and Hernandez in a triple threat match to win the TNA Legends Championship. The British Invasion and Team 3D defeated Booker T and Scott Steiner and Beer Money Inc. in a full metal mayhem double ladder four-way match for the TNA and IWGP Tag Team titles. The British Invasion won the TNA Tag Titles, while Team 3D won the IWGP Tag Team titles. Eight, eight years ago today, put it at 2010, WWE launched their Stand Up for WWE campaign. Two years ago today, put it at 2016, on SmackDown from Denver, Colorado, after defeating AJ Styles the week the, the week before, JD's favorite wrestler, aha, uh-huh, James Ellsworth, received a World Heavyweight Championship Guard. match against AJ. There you go. In which Ellsworth won by DQ. And of course, I'm sure JD, you remember that moment all too well. Uh, today's a happy 35th birthday to Simon God, of course, uh, the former partner of uh, the infamous Aiden English now, I guess you could say that. Also, happy 59th birthday to John Nord. Of course, better, everyone remembers him as the, the Berserker. The Berserker. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, he was also, uh, yeah, he, he had another character gimmick, too. It was pretty good, though. Yeah. And also was a lookout for the Nails Vince McMahon incident, December 7, 1992. And that is it. John says he has for all the rest of history and birthdays here today. So happy birthday to Simon Gotch and to the Berserker, John Nord. And of course, once again, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of legendary superstar Dirty Dick Slater, who, as we did report, I believe, J.D., you said it was yesterday or today, won uh, uh, Dirty Dick Slater. 67. At the age of 67, we lost, of course, 30 Dick Slater. Yes, indeed. Thank well, you very much, for JD. Before we continue, let me ask you this, though. How about Slater, though, real quick? And maybe everyone can weigh in on this topic. What were your first memories of Slater? To me, I remember seeing him in the WWE for a brief time in the 80s. But then I remember going back recently in the network and watching some old clips of him in Mid-Atlantic in the early 80s when he was with, like, uh, Harley Race and... Greg Valentine and those guys at Starcade '83. Uh, I do, I do, rem- I do remember him in a lot, a lot of big time, big time bouts. Indeed, the one moment though I have actually watched it over and over and over again was I think was when he was managed by Colonel Robert Parker. This was in I think 1994. I think this is around the time that uh, that, that him and Funkhouse Buck. Right, and yeah, Dusty and Dusty Rhodes came out there. And started whipping up on him and everything and all. And of course, this was, of course, the this was right before the speech that Dusty Rhodes made that saying that he wanted that Dustin he wanted Dustin to pick him as a ta- as a as a tag team partner for an upcoming for an upcoming match and all that stuff. Everyone's uh, beating on like everybody from Terry Funk to Arn Anderson and all them. And of course, we all saw what happened there. I mean, that was one moment I do recall. Um, I do, I, I do, do recall seeing him. So I do, I do remember him. It's been a while since I, since, since of course we all have, we all had seen him. Of course, prior to like say his passing today. But um, that was one moment I, I would have to really say that that, that really stands out. Was like back around 1994. It was, it was around that particular time. So a uh, good, 
Good, uh, good uh, thoughts there, JD. Thank you very much. Let's bring in this one more time here, folks. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Call ID one three eight five two one pound. This is episode one seventy two of NWO Wolfpack for Thursday, October eighteenth, two thousand eighteen, ten eighteen eighteen, as JD has put it. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Mister De- Mister WS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Along with the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, here with you here this evening. Uh, coming up here, folks, don't forget tomorrow night, uh, our Friday edition of NWO Wolfpack with our live video feed coming in from Hardy Boys fans. Uh, some news and views, history and birthdays, and, of course, some more random talk here about some of the upcoming events, uh, of course, and we were talking about more uh, prediction title challenges and everything. Um and we'll just have some random discussions here. One three eight zero five five pound tomorrow night from nine to eleven. Also, of course, don't forget Saturday evening at six o'clock. Don't forget WWS Power Hour one four one three six four pound. As of course, uh, we'll be talking about what took place in the radio network this week. Plus, also we'll have Saturday's wrestling history and birthdays, and also some wrestling news tidbits from, of course, from four eleven mania dot com. So don't forget to listen in on Power Hour at six o'clock. Uh, right here on Talk Shoe. And right now, we're still kind of questionable about, of course, whether or not we, we will have a match uh, Saturday night for our Wrestling Championship Challenge. We are scheduled, of course, to have the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie defend the Iron Man Championship against the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Right now, we're, um, we have not heard from Fonzie within the last, uh, within the last several days, and we're, we're just we're cert- not certain if that match it's still going to take place or not, um, but we will keep everybody informed of that whenever that does happen. But we can tell you that on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at 8 o'clock on our, our edition of Wrestling Championship Challenge, since he, of course, won the championship, the championship as, a chip as a result of the prediction title challenge for Impact's Bound for Glory this past Sunday, the human suplex machine, John Gross, will be defending his new NJPWS Bullet Club Championship against the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, and of course the the creator of the Bullet Club title. So that ought to be a very very unique matchup here indeed. Uh, so we're gonna have we'll have a lot of fun with that. Of course, like I said, just we're gonna get one one four six five zero seven pound for for that there as well. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I have to also acknowledge here on NWO US Forever for Life, we do, we did have a few. Actually, we have a lot of folks here that have joined us here, um, that have joined us here and uh, has signed in and has listened to our show here. Uh, I have to give props to David Ferguson, Tony Ian Smith, Louis Ortiz, a good friend of ours here in WWS, Captain Dave Spieler. Also, Ashley Neubauer and Trent, and I hope I pronounced his last name correctly, Trent Kekidakis, I believe is how you pronounce it. So forgive me, sir, if I mispronounced your name. I didn't want to make sure I didn't want to mispronounce that. Uh, one, two, three. We had six people joined us here and listening on our, on our episode here tonight. So we do thank them for coming in and uh, listening in and hope you're enjoying it. And like I said, anything you wish to add, please feel free. We would love to hear what you have, what any thoughts and opinions you have to say about what we have going on here. Uh, so please listen in, of course. But also, of course, we also give our mad props to Captain Dave Spieler, 
And of course, JD has been, of course, we've been talking about here on our shows. The Captain Radio Corners Network. Podcast. Be sure to check out for all your independent wrestling needs. The Captain Corners Podcast, however, is one show you do not want to miss. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I mean, he he gets right down to it here, folks. He, he, he of course, like I said, brings you the best, of course, in independent wrestling. And uh, we, we definitely, of course, have been listened to some of that here in the radio network. And, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and, and we give him some mad props here. Real big friend of WCWS, as I said, for allowing us to publish our live video feeds for revolution, past revolutions and wolf packs on his two pages on Facebook, Captain Dave's Wrestling Wrestling Network and Captain Dave's Wrestling Reporting. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, he is also, <clears throat> he is also, of course, I do believe, he, yes, we do have him down as a WWS Hall of Famer. And I need to see what, what year that we did that, but I know we put him in the Hall of Fame. And also, of course, just recently, we have made him the general manager of our group, Heaven Wrestling Federation. Because it was, one, it, was it was, of course, it was actually, that's how we find, get, that's how I have been hearing a whole lot about certain superstars that have passed on, plus also anniversaries of um, of um, of certain wrestlers that have passed on as well. He will definitely post that on uh, on on that page as well. So definitely check out a lot of stuff that he's posted on there as well by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash memories live forever. That is, of course, like I said, the Heaven Wrestling Federation there indeed. here okay all right i know i was just reading something here and was just and was just talking to me uh yes the empress henry rickenbach was just sending me a text here on uh, uh well <clears throat> i'm not going to divulge it right now that's uh that's all right uh but anyway like i said here folks getting back here getting back into the swing of things here um but be sure to check out all of our like i said all of our shows here coming up here um coming up here of course like i said with Revolution, of course, tomorrow night, and or of course, Power Hour Saturday night. Uh, still questionable. I, may, I, I might be a little late tomorrow night. You never know. I may or may not be. It depends. I'll know throughout the day tomorrow, but uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I'll let you know about that. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much, your JD, of course. We appreciate that. <clears throat> but I know, I, I know you've been doing a whole lot of everything having to do with. Uh, your local, uh, your local high school football team. So, so I'm sure you've been yeah, doing a lot of two games ago. I'm sure doing a lot of great work there, indeed. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but that's uh, but that, like I said, we have a whole lot, a whole lot going on here, folks. And be sure, like I said, folks, listen to a lot of our past episodes here in the in the radio network here as well. Of course, like I said, we've had a lot of doozies here. Um, already, of course, we've been very successful with eight episodes of WWF Wrestling Championship Challenge. We've seen titles change hands. We've seen titles go back to the original owners. We've seen we've seen we've seen a lot of great uh, wrestling talk here. Back and um, forth action. Yes, indeed. And of course, like I said, you got some of the best right here. Of course, like I said, JD, John, and Fonzie, Michelle, and Ann. Um, and of course, folks, we do have a lot of we do have a lot more belts than the ones that you hear about all the time. And we're trying to get these other folks out here who currently hold a lot of our other belts <clears throat> uh, for our representing kind of our, our representing our tribute groups and everything. 
we're trying to get them on so that way they can do some tile defense and and a lot hopefully a lot of these folks are listening to our show here and y'all know who y'all are um definitely like i said get get back with us here because we need to find out here if you're going to be able to defend these belts or not but you've had them for quite a long time and we'd like to see some we'd like to see these belts dusted off and and have some like it's some very unique action there indeed so definitely get with us here as soon as you possibly can out there folks because we we definitely, like I said, <clears throat> we definitely like to hear hear from you there, indeed, there, folks. So, but uh, but um, where I just I just got in touch with someone. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, <clears throat> I know that I know. Like I said, this happens during our, during our show. There, are folks, these things do happen. Uh, well, let me see here. Uh, JD, maybe you might be able to shed a little bit of light on this subject here. Um, apparently, our own Mister Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, actually was talking to me. Uh, um. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, he probably had to say this too. Yeah, this is what he had to say. No. Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah! <laughs> he actually did actually did say that one time, but <laughs> but anyway, there was something else here. He had heard or seen somewhere that they had already called off Crown Jewel. Was there has there been any confirmation at all about this? I haven't heard, but I would not be surprised. How I think they're delaying it, though, because they don't want to piss off everyone, however, if you will. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, however, if it does happen. Like I said, however, I mean, if they do, I'll be shocked. I mean, it would surprise me, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, I mean, I mean, the obvious thing. See, I was even, I've even mentioned this here before. You know, as you know, as you said, this Sam Roberts brought up here, brought up here just recently. You know, they've got too much invested in this show already. I've already talked about some of the things that are going on here. A lot of people are really looking forward to to seeing this action. If they, if they, and I'm sure there would be, they would be pretty much in a way committed to doing this. I just don't see why in the world they and and I think you mentioned this recently, JD, that they were planning on having a European tour somewhere down the road. I don't see why in the world they just don't make it part of that. I mean, yeah, like that would be. A, said, I think Michelle and I, and yeah, I think Michelle, John, and I have talked about this. I think we talked a little bit about it last night and and the night before. Why don't they just do it in London if they're going to be over in the UK? How I just please the audience over there in London. If you want to do and please your European fan base, how do it like in London? Because I mean, you're going to be in Manchester, however, like I said, the first week of November, the 5th and the 6th, however, and you're going to be doing shows, I think, in Spain, Italy, Germany, France, I think, and Ireland and Scotland. And so, I mean, it makes only sense if you go that way, however, and decide to uh, try to do something, you know? I mean, what, what, what would... But here's the thing, and, and, and of course, and of course, you know, with like I said, with smart moves, you're going to have a lot of backlash coming from 
coming from you know from from, a, from maybe certain parties here. Now the thing the thing is that would get me the thing that was to get me is that say if they decide to go that route, which that actually would be like you said a smart move. That could be kind of that be I mean technically it would be the you know pardon the pun it would be the icing on the cake of the European tour. Why not have why not have you you know, like I said, in, in somewhere like London or, I mean, or, I mean, I don't know where, who else would be able to host something of that, of that magnitude or not. But I mean, but what would that do? What would that do? You know, would that, would that, in your opinion, J.D., ruin the relationship between WWE and the people of Saudi Arabia if they were to move it? If it does, though, I will say this, though. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, it, it's all, it's, it's gonna, I mean, it could happen. I mean, let's take a look at, the, let's take a look at this, though. I mean, there has been talk, yes. There is some serious talk that they are planning, like you said, how are, of moving this thing to London. But the thing is, though, how, you've got to think how, what has happened over in Saudi Arabia within this past week with the report involving how the journalist, how are, some people said he did it himself, and that not many people are speaking out on it, how are not speaking up on it, how are, but some people are saying how are he was the victim of, uh, like I said, and some of them may have done it, however, and they're not going to reveal who it was, you know. But the thing is, though, how are, they've got to realize how at this point in time, how are, they have fam- these wrestlers have families, how are, and kids, how are. Do they really want to see their husbands or boyfriends or anything like that nature really come? To a very serious heated situation where not only are you putting your life on the line, life on the line, however, but also your, your life on the line, but your career as well. That's well, the thing. Do you really want to take that? Do you want to take that chance and say, oh, "Okay, we're going to do a show over in halfway across the world in the Middle East"? Yes, the Middle East, however, has been, like I said, um, I'm trying to. What am I I'm trying to say it though? I just I think they're kind of really just trying they're trying to roll the dice here. Well, let me read that. They're trying to roll the dice here and see, however, if the fans are still willing to accept this show. Personally, in my opinion, I don't think, like I said, having two shows within a four-day stretch is good business. But again, you and I and everyone else on the show don't write for the company or don't work for the company. But the thing is, they're trying to just I guess. Try to please their fan base and expand it internationally to the point how, where people who haven't seen or, or just heard about it, how they want to maybe get and they want to try to maybe you're trying to get used to the product for the first time. Maybe they want to basically try to tell the fans, hey, you know, we have this company here with this big empire. You've heard about us for years, however, at the same time, how we're trying to expand our markets around the world, like in Australia, the Middle East, Africa. Uh, Asia, Europe, South America, you know. But at the end of the day, I just think, however, they're kind of really playing with fire that they shouldn't be playing with, however, and they're going to get burnt because of it. And I think right now, if, if I'm WWE, I would just say right now at this point, you know what, however, after the Atlanta tour, however, I guess not the Atlanta tour, after the um, tour in Charlotte, and of course I said, yeah, Charlotte, I should say, and, uh, also, uh, Atlanta at the end of the month, however, then just just say you know what, however, it's time to take it easy for a couple of days, however, 
and then we'll go over to London and Europe and do our European tour for six, seven, eight days and tour Europe, however, you know, and do the shows over there and come home with a better set of mind, however, before Survivor Series. Because I'll tell you what, Howard, if you do the Saudi Arabia tour, however, and then go on to the European tour, you're going to be so burnt out by the time you get back home the week before Survivor Series, it's going to be... It's going to be hell. It's going to be sheer hell. And you don't want that, however, especially this late in the year. Sure. Well, indeed. I mean, I mean, the thing, the thing about it is, is that the number one, the number one attribute in all of this that you have mentioned here, JD, if you put it in the, put it into some clear cut perspective here is the health and welfare of, of everyone associated with WWE. And it's not just, like I said, your management, whatever. It's, you're talking about the people who are actually helping to bring in the, you know, helping to bring in the, uh, you know, uh, the, the the money and the merchandise and everything, and everything like that. But I mean, if you truth, if you truthfully, honestly, and truthfully, I mean, and I'm sure, like I said, I'm not doubting this little aspect at all. But what I'm pretty much saying here is. That if this man and Stephanie and Shane and Triple H and all of them, you know, your 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 hierarchy will say in WWE, truly, truly want to look out for their people, and really, and really give people out there, you know, tell really, really help help their superstars believe that WWE is a great place to work for and everything like that, then they would not like like you said, they would not take a chance. With the light in light of this situation here, I, I think it was absolutely no brainer. I mean, the minute they heard of this and all that, and you know, I mean, all they're saying, okay, we're monitoring the situation. Now, you didn't only need to monitor anything. What you need to do, like I said, is you need to take much need. You need to take the what you need to monitor is the fact that you're super, you're putting your superstars in in, in severe jeopardy if you if you like if you go forward. Like it just because you and, and as much as I hate to say, because I've been a lifelong wrestling fan for a long time, and I mean I'm one of those that's bought like many many things like wrestling merchandise and everything like that. But all WWE is trying to simply do here is trying to make a quick buck and all that, and you know, and and the thing about it is, you know, you know, I mean, are they actually are they are they actually keeping the welfare of their superstars in mind? Is the is the big question. I mean, are they, are they? Should they be monitoring? Yes, they should be. Should they be monitoring this, or they should be better monitoring the health and well-being of their people, who, like I said, who are, have put them on, who have put them on the map. You know, I mean, that's the that's the big picture. I just, I just think right now, I, I, I'm, I just think right now, like I said, I mean, the way the schedule is, at least for the next, like, really for the next six weeks, however, I should say, yeah. Four to six weeks, however, they better start looking at really how are after this year what they're going to have to do next year. Because we've talked about with the new TV deals and how much they're getting paid with Fox, however, of next year. However, moving SmackDown to Fox on Friday nights in the fall, and then maybe cutting Raw back an hour. However, maybe finally go back into the two-hour format, whether it's eight to ten, nine to eleven on USA. And even though they re up their deal with USA, however, they just got to cut back on certain pay-per-views too, and the travel has got to cut way back. However, I mean. Like I said, you're on the road 340, 350 sometimes, 350, like I said, 355 days a year. I think it's time next year you take out a couple of, like, minor pay-per-views, and I hate to say this, but if you cut out pay-per-views, like, say, 
Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank, and maybe like Battleground or something like that, or even something like the Elimination Chamber, even though they've been around for a good while. If you eliminate the smaller pay-per-views and keep your four major ones and maybe throw a bone and like maybe one or two minor ones, however, that's fine. I mean, six, seven pay-per-views is more than that. I mean, you keep this brand split. It's just not working. It's not really been up to snuff, however, and I think a lot of people are saying right now, they're talking about maybe uh, they, they realized that they did this too soon, they got too panicky, but the thing is, I don't know, it's just that they got to look and realize how they got to cut back the tour dates, however, and they got to really cut back on the pay-per-view production. I hate to say it, but like I said, I would go to the next year and say, you know what, instead of doing I mean, 52 weeks out of the year, maybe do something like 45, 46 weeks a year, you know, Cut back at least a month or two of television, you know. Like I said, that would be beneficial. But, of course, they probably won't do it because they're too greedy. Well, of course, man. It's like, it's like I said before. It's all about bringing in, bringing in money, making Vince McMahon and Stephanie and Triple H and all of them richest people in the world and all that. And it's coming at the expense of all these young superstars who have all the talent in the world and I'm sure that was another reason why a lot of them have left and gone to find greener pastures. Like we've talked about before, we talked about John Morrison. We talked about Evan Bourne. We talked about Jack Swagger. We've definitely talked about Cody Rhodes. I mean, we talked about a lot of these guys that, like I said, who made a, a very good mark in, 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 in WWE. And then all of a sudden, like I said, they had for them to do. And then all of a sudden they go elsewhere, like Impact, Ring of Honor, NWA, New Japan, and all this stuff, and and they're making it big. I mean, right now, for example, Cody Rhodes is on top of the world right now. I mean, was he that in WWE? Not for not a long time, no. Because no, I mean, he no, owned- no. And, and, and and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why because and Michelle and I and we've all talked about this too. It's certain wrestlers, however, that were in WWE for a brief time or a cup of coffee, if you will, are. Like you said, like a Cody Rhodes, like a Matt Bourne, like an Evan, why did I say Matt Bourne? Evan Bourne, I meant to say. Uh, those type of guys, however, really just, I mean, yeah, they were getting pushes a little bit here and there, how, and they were featured in some decent matches here and there, but at the same time, they weren't featured a lot of the time, like being in the upper part of the car, like main event material. I mean, you look at Cody Rhodes, yeah, he was in a tag team with his dad and, of course, his brother. That's fine. He was also with Randy and, of course, DiBiase. But what happened after that? I mean, maybe, I mean, I understand injuries are part of the game. Yeah, that's fine. But at the same time, would he ever get a chance to go after the big prize, like after, say, uh, Austin or a Rock or an AJ Styles? Who knows, however. But the thing is, though, some of these guys got to the point, got to the point where they never got their, let's just say, uh, next leap of faith, if you will. And by that, I mean simply put, however, they never really jumped above, however, where they were supposed to be. I mean, they could have been up there, like I said, in the main event level and done main event matches, however, or come close to sniffing, basically taking a hold of the brass ring and just kicking in the door, kicking the ceiling with their feet and say, guess what, Howard, we're ready to take it to the next step. We're going to be main event material, or close to main event material. But most of the time, we're stuck always in mid-mid-card purgatory. Some of them jumped above the mid-card area, even though it took them a good while. But still, at the end of the day, however, it's just some of these guys never really... Like I said, just really, I mean, the management never saw that aspect of it. Some of them did. Some of them didn't make it big. And it's a shame. Like I said, we go back to Cody. We go back to guys like 
uh, Evan Bourne. I mean, like I said, if you put Evan Bourne in today, he would be in the cruiserweight division with guys like Nice, TJP, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, Rich Swan, um, Pete Dunne, um, uh, Hideo Tommy. Those matches would be entertaining, fine and good. Maybe some of them would be good. Some of them wouldn't be kind of uh, off and on the same old thing, however, because they would do the same thing over and over again for two or three, four weeks at a time. But like I said, you look at a Cody Rhodes. I mean, like I said, would he be in with matches like maybe AJ and possibly Rollins? Yeah, he could. But again, WWE never saw that potential, and it's a shame. It is. It is very much so. And John had something to say here when I was talking about how WWE is monitoring the situation with Crown Jewel. He he brought up one other good example when they were monitoring something. And I'm sure JD, maybe you might agree with this, and I'll let me just bring up the whole thing here. He says that they monitored Chris Benoit's murder suicide after they showed video tributes of him on Raw, and the next night when ECW was still on, was still on the air with WWE, a man actually pulls Benoit's tribute down. So I mean, it's just, and John said that's what he thinks is what they're doing with Crown Jewel. Do you agree with this assessment? It, 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 it could be, and John brings up a very good point. Yes, it's, it's a very good possibility. But at the end of the day, however, I just think how WWE just is trying anything they can right now just to piss every fan off, Howard, and just make sure they don't want to see what they don't want to see. I mean, it's just, he brings up some very good points, I will say that. And I'm not saying he does, because he does. But like I said, at the end of the day, Howard, I mean, WWE, however, has been in the game and has been in the sports entertainment business since the 60s. I mean, before all this, uh, I'm not going to say political crap, or let me just, what's the, word, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here. It's not political crap. It's before, before all the uh, chaos ensued, let's just say. I'll say that. Before the chaos, however, yeah, before the, yeah, before the chaos, however, ensued how i mean for the longest time you never had issues like that yes they were i mean stuff like that in the world like what's going on in saudi arabia and all that was not part of uh wrestling how yes you only heard about it on the local news but at the end of the day how you were also praying for those people and all that stuff that happened how because you were hoping that something uh would not come to this now you hear more of it, it seems like, every other day or every day, how is something new developing, however. And it's because of social media, because of other things, however. It's just, I don't know. I think just WWE, however, has lost touch with the fan base in the last five to ten years, ever since the Monday Night Wars. I mean, really, that's where the trouble began, I think, more than anything. And I've said this many times, not just on here, but on every, every show here on the network, whether it be Raw Radio, The Debate, Revisited, uh, Outside the Ropes. I mean, it's just, I think Vince really lost touch with reality 15 years ago when he thought, oh, I can buy out Ted Turner, I can buy out Paul Heyman and all these little territories, however, like my dad used to uh, own the business, however, and I thought how I was going to be, no pun intended, sort of like the uh, Michael Corleone of the family, however. I mean, my dad was the head don- one of the head dons of the wrestling business over the years with guys like the Vaughn Ericks, like the uh, uh, Jim Barnett's, like the uh, Paul Bosch's of the world. And then what happened? Oh, yeah, he decided to take the little territories like the Bill Watts's and the Vern Gagne's, and he decided to steal and rob everyone of their talent, basically. And he thought for the longest time he could make hand over fist by doing big events. 
yes, he did that, that, and we'll give him credit for that. I'm not going to knock him for that. But I think, however, by the early part of the 2000s, especially 2005, 2006, however, a few years after Turner went out of business and after Paul E. closed up supper, or at least tried to revive and get ECW back up again with a watered-down version of it, it wasn't the same thing. And that's what's killing wrestling now. It's what's really hurting the sport right now. I would definitely, I definitely want, but, but I definitely do agree with this. I mean, this is, like I said, I mean, it's becoming to a point now that, you know, we, we've always talked about, you know, you brought up, like I said, uh, the the WWE's version of ECW is being watered down. I think if you really put it in the perspective, J.D., I'm sure you probably agree with this assessment, that wrestling itself has started becoming watered down. Because it is not what it used to be. It is. It is. It is because. It, it, well, first off, it is. It is. It is because. And you know why it is? Because I'll tell you why it is. It's because even though yes, you still have your NXT brand, you still have ROH, you still have New Japan. That's great. I mean, I'm all for those brands too. Do not get me wrong. And even a little bit of the independent scene, I'm kind of in that way. But ROH, New Japan, and Impact are that way. It's because a, I mean, television kind of changed all of that a little bit. But B, it's also because you thought, okay, how are we going to please the fans tonight? The thing is, though, they go back to the well too many times. I mean, you look at the last, what, four, five, six weeks of television, especially the last two or three weeks of television. The main event is the same thing. You start out with the same crap every week, thinking it's like WCW booking, 1999-2000, Vince Russo-type booking. And that's where they're going with this right now. And the thing is, they, they, they're, running, they're just... The plumb out of ideas, and they're thinking, oh, we got some of these guys up from NXT, like the Sashas, the Baileys, uh, the uh, Becky Lynch's of the world, the Charlottes. That's fine. But at the end of the day, however, you can do so much with them, and yet you run them. They usually do the same thing that they were doing before when they were down in the minor leagues, however. And when they come up, what do they do with them? Sometimes they don't do anything with them, and they just absolutely waste and piss all over them. And it's a shame. It is. It is. Uh, also, John mentioned something about 2001 when they held the SmackDown taping because of what happened with 9-11. They didn't air it two, two days later. Um, of course, uh, we all remember. We well, all remember that. That was that was actually that was one that was one that was one of the few moves. I'm not going to knock that move. That was actually one of the better moves they did in the business. That was actually one of the smarter moves in the wrestling business. But there have been times, however, there have been times, if you recall, however. Let's just say, however, that you look at it, however, and you think, how, I mean, like I said, however, it's just, I don't know. I mean, they, they've gone to that well one too many times, however. They think, oh, okay, however, like I said, how, uh, like I said, it's 2001. They have not, I mean, there's, how am I going to say this? I can't even say it. I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> no, it's just, I think the thing is, they think, however, okay, however, Let's just bring in how are these old legends, like say uh, Austin, a Rock, a Sean, for nostalgia purposes, how are, who remember them or who have seen them for the first time, they'll get a rating for us, or at least try to pop us for uh, one of our shows, how and maybe build up for a match, a pay-per-view, what have you. Just I don't know. I don't know at this point. I just think they got to think right now at this point. What do we do next? How do we just continue to just pump the well in, however. It's just, I don't know. I mean, they there have been some pay-per-views that have been voted some of the worst of the year. I think there was a lot of pay-per-views within the last year or so. I think, I mean, 
the one John went to, the one I went to, were a couple of the worst pay-per-views you ever want to see. And it's because, like I said, the booking was terrible. Yes. Like I said, they need new writers, plain and simple. They need new writers. And, of course, like I said, John always rips on him. I always rip on him. Some of us rip on because of that stupid little bucktooth little beaver boy, Kevin Dickhead Dunn, the part in the pun. I mean, he's been Vince's yes man and writer for 25 years. How he stays employed is amazing. Because, I mean, not only is it him, it's just, I just, I don't know. They're running on, they're running out of time. I mean, I hate to say those words are they're running out of time, but they kind of are running out of time, Howard, because right now I don't know how they can continue to focus at this point. You know, I mean, they're thinking, Oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be wonderful. No. Oh, I, I, def, I definitely agree. I mean, one thing I've even said here before, too, and I'm sure y'all would agree as well, they're running out of their own original ideas. So they're going back. That's why you, Why do you think Vince McMahon wanted those libraries? Back to the yes, they're going back. They're, they're going back to all the, he bought all these video libraries. For all these other from his, all these other organizations, everything from ECW, WCW, uh, Mid Atlantic, Jim Crockett Promotions, uh, World Class Championship Wrestling, AWA. I mean, why do you think that he wanted all those video libraries so badly? It's because of the fact is that he hasn't he hasn't been able to come up with an original idea in in, in so many years that he is now desperate to do anything, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's taking ideas. They were thought of. No, you, 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 you're, you, you're right. You're right. You're right 100%. And at the same time, however, some of these matches, however, that had those type of matches back in those video libraries of those territories, like you mentioned, I mean, they're going back to it and trying to uh, create the magic again. Yeah, some of it might work. Not all the time, but some of it might work. However, like a two out of three falls match or an Iron Man match or a Hell in a Cell, or a Steel Cage match. I'm still all for those type of gimmick matches once in a while, but you don't need to keep recurring and repeating the same formula, you know, every now and again. I mean, sometimes you go a little too much, however, with it. And like I said, you, like, you look at the last, like I said, what, two or three weeks, however, on Raw, it's the same damn main event because you've got the Shield versus the Doges of War, however, or something like that, and you're just desperate. I mean, sometimes you'll put on, like, a decent match. Like, the women, I mean, you take a look at the women, okay? The women, some of the women, however, who are up from NXT, they have main evented, however, some of the paper like pay-per-views and television, whereas, what, five, six, seven years ago, that wasn't always the case. They were always stuck, like, towards the middle of the show, how, or in the latter part of an hour of a show, or at the start of another hour of a show, how, and they would never be a main event. It wasn't until Lita and Trish, how, I believe it was, what, seven, eight years ago, that the fans took, sat up and took notice and said, for the first time ever, hey, we got two women like Lita and Trish main eventing a Monday Night Raw. You look within the last, like, I think it was a good bit last year, you saw a lot of women main event Raw, especially matches like Charlotte and Becky, uh, someone like Bailey and Sasha, Sasha and Charlotte. I mean, that, that that's what you need. You need to give women a chance to hear their voice be heard with the fans and give them something fresh. And that's what they've done with the women. Some of them have done fine, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, however, they still need a lot of more work to do. Of course they do. And like and like I said, they're going they're going to try to go through every single little thing under the sun that they possibly can think of doing. And, of course, like I said, once again, it's going to come down to this. 
They can't think of anything on their own. What are they going to do? They're going to go back because they have better access to it than anyone else. They're going to go. They're going to go and look and say, "Hey, look, this is this this happened between these two people back in the '80s. Maybe we could try this and we can revamp it a little bit. Maybe we might make it a little bit more edgier or something." I mean, that's that's basically that's basically the whole the whole point, the whole whole thing here. That, I, that yeah. of course I've been saying, they just simply been taking old ideas and they've been trying to try to make them more more modern for the for for, for uh, of course what the norm would be, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, of course for. Uh, you know, this day and age and all that stuff. But then, like I said, they have much better way of, of going through some of these, uh, like going through a lot of these, um, a better way of, do, of doing these types of like matches or scenarios and all that stuff than probably how they did 20, 30 years ago. But I'm, but like I said, all they're simply they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, you also no, you're, you're not- 100% right. You are 100% right. You are 100% right on it. Yes, I agree. Yep. So, and also, but you also got to think about it here too. The other bad, the other bad point of all this, and I'm sure you would agree. How do we know that a lot of these superstars, where a lot of them are gone, got God rest their souls, but there's a lot of them are still around there today? How much you want that they still keep up with the product, and how much you want that they might go on there and say, "Hey, wait a minute, I just saw this match. Just saw this match in WWE. This was something similar to what I used to do back in the during the ECW days or something." Now, wait a minute, this. Wait, that, that was my yeah. idea. They, 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 they it was it was done in, in the same territory and it just it just didn't click. Yeah, uh huh, I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean so that that's that's the way, you know, the, the thing about it is they stopped running out of original ideas a long time ago and Vince McMahon still thinks he's the all says he's says the greatest since God Almighty and and so that he's gonna do everything he possibly can to make sure, like I said, that they uh that uh, you know everybody bows to him because I mean he's the one he's he's he, he's the idea man and like I said um, I mean it's always been rumored that he didn't like anything if, if he didn't come up with it but here's the bottom line he's not coming up with hardly anything anymore because I don't think he really knows what else to do I mean that's the thing I mean right. he's getting a little no, you're, you're, you're you're hundred percent you're right you're hundred percent right and that's the sad part about it though when you think about it though I mean he's been in the business now. I think since the early 70s or the mid 70s, I think since 72, 73, through his dad. And like I said, yes, however, he's become a father, a grandfather, a husband, an entrepreneur, all those other things. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're passing along to your daughter, your son-in-law, however, who has been in the business 20, 25 years, like I said, however, I don't know. It's just at this point, how you're grasping at straws. Well, there you go. That's. I mean that's the that's the whole point of all that. But and then of course all this is stemming back to, you know, they should go back and think about everything that, especially everything that we've said here. And here we are, we're all we are. And I'm not dissing you, JD. I'm not dissing you, John. I'm not dissing Gerard, Michelle, and Bobby, Fonzie, anybody here. And of course in, in our radio network, and we do some hard talking here all the time. I mean I've heard I've heard y'all talk about a lot about many different things that have occurred. All of course, Raw, SmackDown, and everything else here over over the last over the over the last three years. But like I said, you got to also keep you got to keep this in mind. What we are, like I said, we are ones. A lot of us have been watching wrestling now since those since since those glory days when guys like Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, um, and guys like but now today are guys like Stone Cold, The Rock. 
DX, the NWO, and all that, that when they actually ruled, 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 the, you know, the wrestling world back in the day. And, and it stayed, yes, exactly. And but the, the thing about it is, the, the thing, the thing about it is, you know, you know, and, and you're bringing, you're bringing all this to light now, and and all, and and they're, they're going to need to go back and rethink a lot of things here that's been going on here. And you know, if they don't, and I'm sure they're not listening to like, like to, to, to like a a, a big dedicated group of fans like us. You know, I've been doing this for three years. I've been talking about this in great detail and all that. They all take a hint from a bunch of wrestling fans that you know what, it's time to it's time to to really take notice of something, and it's really about time they do something a lot better in order to try to improve the product. I mean, like I said, do and the one number one thing they can do is if they want to keep their PG rating, they can, but at least sweeten it a little bit. Because like I said, you, you, you the thing about it is it's just like when you get a glass of tea. And JD, of course, I live in the South, and, I, and of course, I know all about. I drink tea about all the time. The thing about it is, and all that, you can't, you, you don't want to drink just a regular glass of tea. It's got to be, it's got to be sweetened just a little. Bit. It's got to be, it's got to be sweetened just a little bit. So the thing about it is here, they've simply dulled the product down to the point where it has no more pizzazz, no more flavor, no nothing. And like they're they're trying to push the, the thing, and you know they're, they're, they're simply telling the fans this is the way it's always been. No, it hasn't. Those have been watching it since the 70s and 80s. And we know how wrestling has been. We've been watching a lot longer. I have, you have, Gerard has. We all have been. We all, like I said, have been very dedicated to the to the product for a very long time in whatever shape or form. I mean, let me tell you something. I'll pop in the tape every once in a while. And watch an old pay-per-view here now, and because and you know why? Because let me tell you something. That is wrestling. That is wrestling. Today is not. What what are they calling it now? Sports entertainment? No. What you're simply doing is, is it's almost as like you're, you're advertising other sports for crying out loud. But <laughs> the thing about it is, I mean, Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes put it himself saying this thing that we call professional wrestling that's what it started as that's what it should be and like i said if it ever and of course i hope and pray to god we all hope and pray to god that it never does i don't think it ever will but if, the, if it ever does ever go down and all that we don't want it to go down being simply known as sports entertainment we want we simply all of us who have very been very dedicated wrestling for so many years we all know this to be true the actual the actual the actual name for it is pure and simple it's professional wrestling, plain and simple. And how do you think half the superstars wrestling in, in places like WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, all, and all that? I mean, the thing about it is what they have to keep hearing about what the name of, about what what, what, what they have to call and everything like that? No. No, I mean, they remember back in the day and all that. For example, WWE, all those people working, the superstars there in WWE. Do you think for once they want to it? They're itching very, very hard to use the letter F instead of the letter E because that's how that's what they, that's what they grew up on. They didn't grow up with saying WWE, you know, back in the day. It was WWF. I mean, pure, I mean, think about it is, you know, that that right there. I mean, how Vince McMahon let that go and went down, uh, it went down for over a over just a, a, a simple and simple a simple set of initials. You know, lost a court case to. And I'm not saying that this is not a worthy cause. It is a worthy cause. 
you know, that, that for them to, you know, watch to, you know, help out, you know, endangered species of animals all around the world. Yes, I'm all for that. There's nothing. I, I love animals. I, I mean, we all love animals. That's that's not that's not the, that's that's not that, that that that's fine. That's and I'm glad it's a thing out there that's doing it. But the thing about it is they could have called themselves something different and we could have kept the letter F and that right there. See that right there, that letter E, E. Yes, it is entertaining. But the thing about it is it's not entertainment. It's, it's supposed to be diehard wrestling. I mean, you can still do what you normally do and all that. And I've mentioned this before, too. Let me mention this. Remember WrestleMania? Give me a second. WrestleMania 11. You remember uh, yeah. well, I'm seeing that back in there. You remember when they were supporting the Special Olympics? I think they had they had that show in Connecticut, that WrestleMania in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, and they and they and they were supporting the Special Olympics up there in Connecticut. They showed a lot of pictures there. They had a a I'm, I'm I will just say the word challenged young lady sing the national anthem. And let me tell you something. Hey, I didn't see, I didn't hear any, I mean, that, that that's something that the WWF was doing that back in the day, for crying out loud. I mean, Hogan was what John Cena is now for Make-A-Wish. He was a well, he was well-respected with Make-A-Wish. You know, he was the John Cena back then. I mean, it was all before John Cena was even ever heard of, for crying out loud. I mean, and they were supporting that all the time, and, all, and, and did these organizations really, you know, stepped up here? And you know, said uh, said we thank WWF for doing this and everything like that. I mean, they had no they had no problem with it at all whatsoever. But also, it took one thing to kind of strike McMahon down, and and and, and out of all places, I think that they had to go to England or something in order in order for this ruling to go down or something. And and I mean, I mean, the thing about it is, it is wrestling has always been entertaining. We all know that part. But the thing about it is, I think the minute they call themselves WWE, that's when the product started showing signs of showing signs. The foundation of wrestling started to crack right there. When that they when they had to call it WWE instead of WWF, that right there hurt it. That's one thing right there that hurt. Yep. And then ever since that time, they had they couldn't say anything with the letters WWF anymore. Now you can say World Wrestling Federation, you can spell it out, but you can't say the, the, the initials. I mean, for crying out loud, man, come on. And and this one thing that really got me is because of all these debacles here that's been going on here in recent memory. Sadly, like for example, was what happened. We brought this up before about Benoit, and what happened, of course, with Hogan several years ago, and everything like that. They want to weed out. Men like this, who, who especially Hogan, who helped build the rest wrestling to, to give it the status that it has today, and all of a sudden you got all these people in light of what happened. For example, I've seen clips of Hogan on YouTube, and a lot of people are commenting on uh, on under these videos on YouTube. I'm sure JD, you've probably seen the same thing. They're saying who is that? Who is who is that guy wrestling Jericho? Who's that guy wrestling Andre? Who's that guy wrestling? They're saying Hulk who? What Hogan? Or or they're making fun of his name. They're calling him something else the, the match up with Hulk Hogan or something. I mean the thing about it, that's a black guy right there. I mean think that wrestling has taken so many hits. I'm even surprised that now to this day, JD, that wrestling is even has even survived. Plain and simple. 
I mean, come on. Everything's been going on here. It's been pointed directly right at wrestling and everything. But it's, it, it's absolutely 100% sad. It really is. Uh, let's take a little bit of a breather here from this conversation. Good conversation, by the way. Of course, uh, J.D. and John, thank you very much, your gentlemen. Let's bring this to you one more time, folks. This is 10.30 p.m. Eastern on uh, Tuesday, October 18th, 2018. Of course, 10-18-18, Call ID <clears throat> 138-521-POUND. Episode 172 of NWO Wolfpack. Mr. WS, Chad Henshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. Uh, of course, we were uh, we were also we've now been joined on the uh, live video feed at NWOUS by the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach. As we said, Anne is of course a 2016 Hall of Famer and a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. So we do welcome her on here as well as to of course the many folks who have joined us through NWOUS here tonight. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know what we have coming up here for our shows here this weekend. Don't forget, tomorrow night, of course, a Friday edition of WWS Revolution, our live video feed coming in from Hardy Boys fans, wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, and other and other big-time stuff they're, of course, talking about, uh, the upcoming pay-per-views, and also some other wrestling stuff and some other fun things as well. One three eight zero five five pounds Don't forget that from 9 to 11. Uh, <clears throat> also, don't forget this Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, don't forget WWS Power Hour. Where of course, we'll be reviewing all of our shows from this past week in the radio network. Plus, also, we'll be talking about, of course, wrestling history and birthdays from this coming Saturday and some wrestling news tidbits from our friends at 411mania.com. Don't forget to join us there for Power Hour this Saturday night from 6 to 7. 141 364 pound for that. Uh, right now, we are still up in the air about the match Saturday night between Fonzie and Michelle for the Ironman title. Uh, we will we will keep you informed of this uh, if there is any change any develop any change or developments in in this situation. I can tell you, of course, though, however, that Saturday night, I mean Sunday night, excuse me, at eight o'clock, in his first defense of the NJPWS Bullet Club Championship since winning it from this since being presented the belt this past Tuesday in Revolution, of course, winning the prediction title challenge for Impacts for uh, this past Sunday's Impact Bound for Glory pay per view. The human suplex machine John Gross will be defending the Bullet Club title against the Black, against the belt's creator, the Black Widow, Michelle and Dodds. It'll be a very big time matchup here indeed on WCC coming up here at 146507 pound for that. So we have a lot more we have several more things coming up here this coming weekend between tomorrow night and Sunday. So we'll keep you informed on every on every if anything does develop here. Of course, here in the radio, right here on TalkShoe.com. And we got an update on a couple of things to report real quick. We will tell you very quickly. However, first off, our in college football, Arkansas State is up 20 with 10 minutes to go, 48-28 on Georgia State. Stanford is up 6-3 on Arizona State at halftime. In other sports news, however, we will tell you very quickly. However, hold on a second. Right now, it is 35-10 Denver with 5.50 to go in the third quarter. And with almost in the seventh inning, Boston is two innings away from wrapping it up. They are leading four nothing on Houston right now. Here as we head, in fact, it is now in the top of the seventh. They've gone to the top of the seventh. The Red Sox two innings away from dethroning the defending champs, 
Houston. But they are up 4 nothing right now at the moment, however, and they could wrap it up tonight mm. for the Red Sox. Thank you very much. Ooh, thank you, thank you very much there. J.D. will be we're definitely keep an eye on several sports stories going on here this evening. Uh, speaking of, of course, uh, the Emperor's Secretary, Rick and Box, she found something and posted it on Facebook last night. Um, of course, we've got Halloween coming here in about, uh, in about two weeks, less than two weeks. Um, yeah, today is, uh, uh, what, the 18th? Yeah, 13 days. Yeah, 13 days. Yeah, we're 13 days away. Yes, indeed. So, folks, I, what I figured we do here is I found this little thing here, another one of these. Well, excuse me, no, not one of those, but one of these things. Uh, uh, the these little birthday games, uh, saying what would be your Halloween costume, and of course, what we need right here, what what we would what we would have right here, and I'll just I'll just do it for uh, myself and. JD and John here. Uh, um, JD, I'll start with you. Yours. This is your birth month is in December. Of course, your first initial is the letter J. Uh, JD, your costume for this Halloween will be a silly rodeo clown. <laughs> I'm uh, Chip Baskets from Baskets, the TV show. There you go. John, let's see, he, he was born in March, right? John would actually be a flirty rodeo clown. So, ladies and gentlemen, meet silly and flirty rodeo <laughs> Now, let's see here. Now, I got, now I'm sure mine is, oh my God, this is something that I've, this was right here before for Halloween, but I don't like, I wouldn't like this costume anyway if, that, if it was given to me. Mine would be a creepy zombie. I'm not a big fan of zombies. So I'll give somebody else. I'll trade costume. you. Okay, well, I'd rather, actually, I'd rather this year go with Captain Kirk. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, okay, yeah, yours. George and Michelle Tarr. Okay, okay. Well, just for fun, of course, like I said, our good friend, hopefully we'll have GTS back on here really, really soon. So his birthday is in August. Uh, uh, and all due respect to GTS. All due respect to DTS, we didn't come up with this. This came out of a t- off of a TV station. I'm not, I'm not familiar with this TV station. The CBS affiliate, I think. Uh, Gerard's costume would be an evil trash can. So he might be an evil Oscar the Grouch. I don't know. But I mean, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Michelle's would be Oscar the Grouch. The guy who's speaking of Oscar the Grouch, the guy who does the voice of him is actually retiring, believe it or not, from Sesame Street. Bill Spinney. Yeah, I read that he he did Oscar the Grouch and he did Big Bird, I think too. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, but he'd been doing it since the show got started. I think they said so. But our kudos to him. I mean, God bless him. Yeah, yep. God bless him in doing it for let's see. Yeah, I know they say he's been doing it since, like I said, the show started, like back in the 60s. So he's been doing it for 49 years. 48, 49 years. God bless him, man. God bless him indeed. But, uh, <clears throat> indeed, we won't be the same, but Sesame Street has been a big time institution and he's been one big part of it. So there you go. Michelle's would be, yeah. to her, she was, born, she was born in February, right? Uh, Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. 
My God. Okay, she if she was on, she would hate me for this. Her costume would be a sassy milkman. No. She's gonna hit me when I say this too. She's got two gallons. Hey! Okay. <laughs> oh god. You oh, think she's not on, but she would okay. And Anne's, like I said, she was born in April. Hers <laughs> and Anne, with all due respect, my dear, if you're listening, hers is a drunk wizard. <laughs> a drunk Harry Potter. You gotta love it. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. And his, his magic wand is a Jack Daniels bottle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, let me see. Let me think of somebody. Let's think of somebody. Oh, gosh. I can't think of any. Um, I'll tell you what. Holidays. We'll Bonzi's do holidays. In September. Bonzi is in September. Don't forget. Bonzi is in September. And his first initial is... Uh, would it? Would you? Would you use A? Or would you use F? Didn't his first name start with an A? You can use either one. I'm gonna. I'll use the F since we know him as Fonzie. We'll just say the F. Here. Okay, I, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not saying I'm not gonna say the F word. I'm gonna say the letter F. Here. Uh, his birthday, you said, was in September. Uh, he would be a cheerful otter. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh. See Bobby's. See Bobby's is in September. He would be a cheerful dinosaur. He's big. I mean, that that would, that would probably fit. <laughs> he's a, he's about six foot one. So yeah, he's a big fellow. Um, uh, my goodness. Uh, uh, well, darn it, I can't think of anybody else's birthday. Uh, wait a minute. wasn't wasn't Captain Dave's in not this month? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh my. Uh, and Captain Dave, if you're listening, my man, nothing but respect here. Nothing but respect here. His costume would be a dead potato. <laughs> uh, of course, that would mean you had to get in the microwave. We would have to nuke you. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it could have been worse. It could have been a baked potato. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's fun. That's fun there. So, I mean, I, I, um, um, uh, as a matter of fact, also, I want to share something. MLD actually sent me a something about, uh, sent me something here, uh, earlier this afternoon, as a matter of fact. A thing she found from PW Guru. Um, WWE has officially announced the latest class of WWE Performance Center recruits. And let me let let's, let them, let me name them off. JD, you said one of them, Matt Riddle, uh, Mia Mia Yim, okay. Chelsea Green. She's top fire. She's really good. Yep, just um, uh, she'll be just will do well. Um, Umberto Perello, otherwise known as Ultimo Ninja. Luis Martinez, better known as Punishment Martinez. Daniel Daniel Vado and Jordan 
I'm going to try to, I'm going to spell this. I can't even pronounce this. O-M-O-G-B-E-H-I-N. And he is standing, in, and they're standing in front of the Omogabian. But anyway, that's like not, that sounds kind of right. Yeah. I saw a video, though, on uh, YouTube of Triple H actually congratulating Mia Yim and, and telling her that she was going to the, uh, that she was being moved up to NXT. I saw, I saw that the other day. Yeah, also- I, I, I think she's. I think she might. Well, she might make her. I'm thinking she might make her debut. Maybe, possibly, maybe after Los Angeles. I would think. However, maybe because I think she'll be up before. Uh, maybe, and this is just independent of how she does. Though, if she does well like she did in the May Young Challenge, I heard she could be up maybe by the Rumble or maybe by WrestleMania next year. I even heard they even said this at the end of this video, JD. I will tell you that she's scheduled to be on NXT next week. Cool, so she's going to get her first tryout match. I guess so. I don't know. Not on there. That's what they said. She's going to be on there next week, they said. On NXT. Um, Punishment Martinez, I'm, I heard something about that he was coming over. Chelsea Green, I heard a lot about. Speaking of the Mae Young Classic, I don't know if you saw this video or not, too, but there was another one talking about Triple H. Apparently, um, one of the female competitors in the Mae Young Classic, Keegan Knox, Apparently had some sort of uh, history with a leg injury. Um, apparently there was a video I, on. Yeah, I about that. Talking to her, I don't know if she got, she might have gotten upset over the fact that her that her um, that she that she got hurt again or something. I'm not sure. Uh oh. But uh, yeah, but I, I think I think so. Well, there is a video on YouTube about it. If I could, if I was able. If I was able to find it, um, um, but uh, like I said, this is going to be uh, it's going to be unique seeing them, of course, compete, of course, in the uh, you know, one of these days coming up there on the main roster. Coming up here really, really soon. So uh, um, let's see here. Let's see what else here we got. Let's see if I can find anything else here. Uh, mm, uh, let's see. Hmm. But um But one talking about the May Young Classic, I will I would love to find out in some fashion about what they're going to do with Caitlin. Since apparently she's no longer in the tournament. I mean, was this like a one time deal or are they plan on was were they planning on possibly bringing her back? 
something. I mean, I would love to see her. That's a good question. I would definitely, I would definitely would love to. I definitely would love to see her compete in, uh, um, you know, I would love to see her compete in a. But uh, we're definitely going to have to watch all this very carefully. And who knows? We're definitely going to have to watch this, like I said, very, very closely. I mean, it would, it would be a shame if they just, if, you know, if they decide not to use any of these ladies that were eliminated in the Mayon Classic, say, like it, you know, Evolution, whatever. If they decide to do this, like this Battle Royal. Or a battle royal or something for them to get an opportunity maybe at a, at at one of the at one of the at, at, at who knows what would be unique though JD think about this for just a second here you've got two main women's belts one on Raw and one on SmackDown I don't see why in the world that at Evolution if you really want to spike that show up a little bit I know they already got a battle royal I think somewhat planned I think they do for this I'm not sure. But what 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 would it be crap? I can't even speak. What would be unique is that if they um, decided to, like I said, whoever was the last instead of the last one person remaining in the ring, the last two remaining in the ring, one of them would go. One of them would go. Uh, to decide to challenge for the Raw belt at, on a future date, and the other one challenge challenge for the SmackDown belt. Now that would really kind of that would really kind of bring in a very interesting, very in- interesting aspect there indeed. I mean, they're saying that some of your some of your new competitors are supposed to compete in this, I and mean, you got Tor- they said even Tori Wilson, I think, is supposed to be involved in this. I mean, it's very interesting to see, you know. For example, if they if they put like say a handful of these superstars that that competed in the May Young Classic that was eliminated, you just let them, you know, um, you know, give them another give them an opportunity, like I said, to shine in front of a big crowd like that. I mean, that would be very much unique, right there, in my personal opinion. Yep, I'll be right back. Uh, okay, thank you very much. <clears throat> And folks, like I said, don't forget, like I said, all of our check out all of our shows, of course, on talkshoe.com, of course, uh, from the past three years here in the radio network, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, um, Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate, Wrestling Revisited, Power Hour, uh, of course, including a lot of shows that of course, Wrestling Championship Challenge, but also a lot of shows that have not been on the air for quite a while, like Wrestling Profile, uh, GFW Main Event. Uh, Top Hill Inc. Uh, um, let's see here. Um, WWS Women's Revolution. Uh, also, of course, WWS Indie Outlook. We're hoping to get that back on the air here really, really soon. WWS Attitude Radio. Uh, of course, right now we haven't gotten in any episodes in the WWS Threat Talk, but we are definitely in the works for that. Also, folks, check out all of our check out our 
a list of a list of belts here, of course, in um, check out all of our, check out our list of belts, of course, on WWS Universe, uh, because there is uh, <clears throat> because, like I said, folks, we do we have a, we've added a lot of belts here recently. Of course, belts pertaining to, of course, one of our newest groups, AAA US Lucha Libre Action. Also, we've added more belts in, as I did announce last night, for WWWF US, WWF US, WCCW US. Uh, of course, a couple for, uh, 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 of I'm course, back. a new for NWO US, for some for NWA US. Of course, our newest, two more, of course, for OWN US. We've got a lot of belts up here up for grabs here, folks. And of course, like I said, we are just we are just uh like I said, just chock full of uh <clears throat> but uh, we have a lot of course going on here. And of course, remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh when of course October twenty eighth, WWE Evolution will pop up, of course, will be our next trivia championship challenge. With of course now a new concept here, in addition to of course the to the to the belt that'll be up for grabs, the main belt that'll be up for grabs in our prediction title challenge will be the WWUS Intergender Championship. But also of course, ladies and gentlemen, a new concept here in which the second and third place um, um, folks in our in our triple in our prediction title challenge will become the new WWFUS United States Tag Team Champions. Yes, so that, so we're also going to be doing some tag team belts here as well. Uh, so, but of course, these folks will still have an opportunity to go after, of course, the main belt. But of course, like I said, we're just trying to, we're just hoping, like I said, to get a lot of these, like I said, re revamped here really much here. So we. We are, of course, like I said, uh, hoping you know. Uh, and right now, of course, with uh, with Crown Jewel, of course, coming up here, we don't know if that is even going to take place or not. But of course, like I said, we are scheduled to have another uh, another possibility with that belt. Of course, the AAA US Mega Championship is it is 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 slated to be decided if, in fact, they do they still go through with Crown Jewel. But as I did mention here, of course. In the event, in, in the event that uh, <clears throat> that Crown Jewel does not make it on, uh, does not make it up here, um, then of course the AAA US Mega Championship will be decided at the Royal Rumble. I've already decided that, but we do have, of course, uh, Survivor Series and TLC slated. Right now, with of course championships for Survivor Series, the winner will get the NWA US Anarchy Championship, another new belt we had do have up in the works. And also at TLC, the new NWA US Mid Atlantic Heavyweight title, which is a belt JD remembers all too well, uh, will of course will also be decided at that event there as well. And we'll announce, of course, the tag belts that will be decided during that. During those two prediction title challenges as well, um, but of course the big story I did bring up here earlier this week here, of course during I think it was this past Tuesday during of course our 
presentation of the bullet club belt to the human suplex machine john gross that after for after so long ladies and gentlemen our main belt here in wcws which is of course the wcws world heavyweight title has has not had a title holder for quite for quite a long time and we definitely do need to of course like i said get uh get um you know get that belt around someone's waist so what we're going what we're going to do here like i said is that to make it appropriate to make it official here i've already announced that the, that the wws world heavyweight championship will will be crowned during our prediction title challenge for wrestlemania 35. why not do something big like that and then you, and at especially with with an event the magnitude of a WrestleMania. Not bad, not too shabby. So, so like I said, maybe it might be a few more months before, like I said, someone gets a hold of that, gets a hold of that belt. Uh, um, or someone picks up that championship belt, but like I said, it will be worth the wait here, folks. But of course, like I said, going all through all of these going through all the belts that we currently have right now. And I know JD and John knows, of course, who's holding what belts right now, but let me go over them just one more time. Of course, we'll go a bit past the left here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, currently, the Iceman holds the, w the WWS Cruiserweight Championship. The European Championship is held by, of course, TNWO Gerard T. Smith. The WWS United States Championship is held by, of course, Ponzi. And currently holds both the Divas and the YG Championship. Michelle holds the NWA US World Title. Uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler, currently holds the Indy US World Title. JD holds the LWO US World Title. J uh, Gerard and JML currently hold the WWS World Tag Team Titles. Uh, Michelle and Bobby actually share the WWS TV title. They're doing the China Jericho thing right there. Uh, Randy Halen currently holds the WWS International Heavyweight Champion. Randy Halen also held, holds the WWF US World Heavyweight Belt. Gerard and Ann currently hold the WWF US World Tag Belts. The Facebook Wrestling Community World Title is being held by Gerard. The Facebook Wrestling Community Tag Team Belts are being held by Michelle and her son, of course, uh, our junior heavyweight champion, Caleb, uh, her son, Caleb. Rodney Adams currently holds the WCCWS world title. Gerard, you and JD currently holds the WCCWS tag team titles. <clears throat> Ann currently holds the XWFUS world title. John and also Rodney Adams holds the XWFUS tag belts. Michelle currently holds the WWS intercontinental title. Uh, Randy Halen currently holds the WWS hardcore title. The WWS six person tag team belts are being held by Ann, Rodney Adams, and also Sandy Hayes. The LWO US tag belts are currently being held by also also by Ann as well as Rodney Adams. Uh, Randy Halen and MLD currently hold the NWA US World Tag Belts. TNWO holds the Top Heel World Title. Gerard and Michelle currently hold the Top Heel Tag Belts. Uh, I believe I didn't have an update this yet, but I do believe um, uh, JD now holds the DX World title. John holds the GCW US World title. Ann holds the GFW US World title. 
Gerard and Michelle hold the GFWS World Tag Belts. Randy Halen holds the ECWS World Title. Uh, and currently, I mean, the ECWS Tag Belts, Ann and Randy Halen. And currently holds the ECWS TV title. Randy Halen also holds the Lucha US World Title. The Wrestling Done Right World Title is, hold, is being held by, of course, oh crap, here, uh, by our own Ronda Rush Wright, of course. The WWS NXT Engine United Legends Championship is being held by Ann. JD currently holds the NWO US World Title. JD and Gerard hold the NWO US World Tag Titles. Uh, the ROH US World Title is being held by Fonzie. Michelle holds the NJPW US and AWA US World Titles. John holds the UFC US World Title. Uh, the TNA, which of course TNA US World Tag Titles being held by Gerard and JD, as well as the NJPW US Tag Belts and the AWA US World Tag Belts. The GFW US X Division Title being held by Kendrick. He also holds the NXT US and WWF US World Heavyweight Title Belts. JD and Kendrick hold the WWF US World Tag Titles. The WWF Women's Tag Titles are being held by Ann and Sandy Hayes. The DX US World Tag Champions are Randy Halen and also Ann. The Indy US World Tag Champions are MLD and Ann. Ann and Randy currently hold the Lucha US World Tag Belts. This Randy Halen's got a whole lot of our belts here. He also has the WWS Light Heavyweight title, the True Pioneers of Wrestling World title. Gerard has that belt. The world, the true the, the TPOW tag belts being held by Randy and MLD. The Wrestling Done Right tag belt being held by JD and Randy Halen. And currently holds the NXT NG world title. The NXT NG World Tag Titles are being held by Randy Halen and Gregory Kramer. Michelle currently holds the WWS Women's title. The Hell in a Form World Heavyweight Champion is being held by Gregory Kramer. The HIF World Tag Titles is being held by Randy and GTS. The GCWS World Tag Titles are being held by Randy and Ann. The UFC US World Tag Champion is being held by Gerard and JD. <clears throat> the ROH US World Tag Title is being held by Gerard and also Caleb. The Cruiserweight Tag Titles are being held by John and GTS. The NXT US World Tag Champions are being held by Ronda and Ann. The TNA US GFW US Unified World Heavyweight Title being held by GTS. The FMW US World Title being held by Randy Halen. Their World Tag Belts are being held by Ann and Michelle. The ROH US Pure Championship is being held by Fonzie. The UMTC World Heavyweight title holder is, G is JD. Fonzie also has the NXT US North American Heavyweight title. Also, of course, Fonzie has the WWS Universal Championship, the ROH US TV title, the GFWS Global Championship being held by John. Fonzie has also the Ironman belt. Michelle currently has the NXT US United Kingdom title. John has the Bullet, the Bullet Club Championship. JD has the WWS 2K Championship. And that's all the ones I have right here. Of course, we have a lot of empty ones there as well to take care of. And and uh, <clears throat> and I see here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I don't see anybody else that has come on here for the evening. Um, so, uh, JD, does you or John have anything to add before we close up shop here for tonight? 
I'll let John go first. John says he has nothing. So, J.D., do you have anything you wish to have? Well, the Red Sox are two innings away from advancing to the World Series, and probably by the end of tonight we'll know if they punch their ticket to the Classic. We'll know tomorrow, however, mind you, if uh, L.A. and Milwaukee, however, who will punch it in the National League. But uh, bear with me tomorrow. If I may or may, I might be late. I might not be late. You never know. However, we'll have to keep, I'll keep informed, everyone informed of what's going on. But that's the plan. How I should be on tomorrow night, but like I said, I might be on time. I might be a little late. You never know. I'll definitely keep you guys up to date. But other than that, nope. Have a good night. Stay warm out there. It is a chilly night. Absolutely, absolutely indeed. It's getting cool all around. Of course, uh, different parts of the country here, folks. So definitely take heed to all that there indeed. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, for the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, the Super Machine, John Gross. As well as, of course, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, Captain Dave Spieler, and all of our friends through our live video feed at NWOUS. Thank you for very much. This is Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, saying thank you very much for listening to episode 172 of Wolfpack here this evening. We'll be back on tomorrow night <clears throat> with our next episode of WWS Revolution, our live video feed coming in from Hardy Boys fans. And we'll have a few more things we'll definitely be talking about here. Of course, with more pay-per-views coming up here, more talk about, of course, everything from WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, and others. Wolfpack episode 172 is the broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. As always here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone, and we'll talk at you tomorrow night on WWS Revolution. This has been the WWS Radio Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.